Beautiful humans, welcome to Become Unlimited with Jonathan Perez, your personal transformation coach and mentor. In this episode, we're going to expand on our conversation around boundaries. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, part one of setting boundaries, I encourage you to go listen to that either before or after. It's going to help you in really helping to clarify how we're continuing the discussion because on the first episode of this series, it's a short series, but it's a series nevertheless, I expanded on the idea that we have to learn how to set boundaries with ourselves first. And that cultivates self-trust. That cultivates the self-trust that we need to then be effective at setting boundaries with other people. And the reason I say that, and this comes from personal experience, is because when others can't trust us, when others notice that we're not even following through on the things that we say and the boundaries that we're setting, it gets kind of tough for others to really follow through on the boundaries that we're setting because we're wishy-washy about how we're setting them. Why? Because of the lack of confidence and the lack of trust that we have from our inability to set boundaries with ourselves. So therefore, I think it's so key for us to learn how to set boundaries with ourselves and follow through on those boundaries so then we cultivate the self-trust, we cultivate the confidence to then be effective in setting boundaries with others. So again, if you haven't listened to that first part, please go do so where I speak on how to do that for yourself. So now, let's assume that you've, you've done a great job at clarifying who you want to be, where you want to go in your life, and, and noticing that you're wanting to make some changes and therefore you've be, you began to set boundaries with yourself around the things that you know you need to take care of, the things you need to stop doing. So you've taken action and you're doing a great job of really following through in, in small steps perhaps, but you're following through on what you need to do for yourself to really see the changes you wanna see in your life. So with that being said, we start to encounter on this journey of personal change and transformation, these moments when we start to recognize perhaps the people that we're spending our time with, perhaps the environment that we're spending time in, we start to recognize that some of those things aren't really supporting where we want to go. And oftentimes this has to do uh, with others' behavior as well. Maybe we've been tolerating a certain behavior in the past and based on the new standard that we're setting for ourselves, it's no longer in alignment with who we want to be. But before, because we were so busy fitting in with the mold of who we wanted to be or who we were before, but now in the context of who we want to be, that's no longer in alignment. So this conversation around boundaries is about how do I really speak my truth and set up a boundary? We draw a line that says, this is my line. Don't cross it. Right? That line looks different for everyone but we learn to express ourselves in terms of how we set the line, how we communicate the line, and what we do about it when others do cross the line. So I wanna give you a few examples for you to work with in terms of setting boundaries because no matter where you are in your personal journey, I guarantee you you're gonna run into the moments where you're gonna to have to set boundaries with others, okay? So for example, if you have been engaging in certain conversations with other people, let's just imagine you have a friend, uh, uh, a group of friends that you used to have certain conversations with and the conversation, let's just assume, was geared to talking about other people, 
gossiping. That's what I like to call gossip. And, and let me quickly define gossip for you <laughs> because I had to do this for myself. So I defined gossip and I learned this definition, by the way, you can search uh, this group, the Conscious Leadership Group, they do a beautiful job at explaining this. But gossip, the way that I've learned it and define it for myself now, is when we're talking about someone else that is not in a way that's serving how we can help them grow. In other words, we're judging them, we're criticizing them, we're talking about something that they did in the past and saying how it was wrong or, or how they could have done it better in terms of a judgment rather than constructive. So what I don't consider gossip is saying, hey, you know, this person is going through X. How do you think we can help them? That's different than saying, oh my God, did you hear about what they did? Can you believe that? Like, how would they, why would they do that? And we're essentially judging or criticizing. So I say that all to say one, to define gossip because I want to make sure that you understand when you're doing it versus not. Because especially in the professional world, we always do talk about others if we want to help them grow and we communicate how we can help them grow. So I wouldn't consider it gossip if you're having a conversation about someone from the context of how you can help them evolve or grow or be a better human being. But if it's focused on simply judging, it's probably gossip, my friends. So with that being said, let's explore this a little further. So if you perhaps, going back to that group of friends, based on, on you becoming aware of the group of friends that you were hanging out with, let's just assume that some of the conversation you start to realize is aimed or, or spent talking about other people and judging them, looking at their actions and criticizing what they did and really getting a hit from that, from that conversation around judging other people, criticizing or complaining about how they haven't changed or complaining about how they could be better and this and that. So, and I, I speak from it from experience because I used to do it before I did and I had to catch myself when I was doing it. So when I started to become more aware, more conscious, and I started to clarify that that wasn't something I wanted to do anymore, I had to set a boundary with my friends. And what that looked like specifically was me speaking my truth and saying, hey, you know, I understand that we're, we're having this conversation. And for me, what needs to be true is I don't, I don't want to speak about X person if they aren't present with us. I would rather not hold a conversation about X person while they're not here present with us. So are you all willing to perhaps shift the, shift the topic to something else? Because I don't feel called to continue having a discussion about someone else that isn't here present with us. So that's one example. Another way to do it is, hey, if, if we feel as a group that we perhaps we need to have a conversation with X person around their actions, I want to request that you do that individually with them and that we don't continue to speak about them the way that we are as we're doing it as a group. So if you have something that you need to clear up with that individual, my ask is that you do it with them individually and that we don't speak about them here as a group. Is that something you'd be willing to do? Something of that sort, but again, you set the line saying what you're not willing to do anymore and what you're requesting of that group of friends. Now, this is how we evolve through this. So if the group of friends is willing to receive that feedback and, and work with it and say, yeah, you know what? Actually, you're right. Thank you for, thank you for calling me out. I, I caught myself speaking about it and that's something I can actually clear up with them individually. Perhaps it's a group of friends that is still supportive uh, of your growth. However, sometimes there's groups of friends who refuse to change and it's not good, bad, right or wrong. That's just where they're at. They're unwilling to accept 
the boundary that we're crossing and they push back against it and they say, oh, wow, for example, oh, wow, what, now you think you're so, you're too good to talk about whatever, or now you think you're, you're all conscious and stuff, or now you're getting all spiritual. <laughs> I say this because this literally happened to me, okay? So when we really set the boundary with love and care, we might get responses such as the example I just gave, right? So then comes a choice. We have to potentially hold the boundary and not allow others to cross it. And sometimes we have to separate ourselves from those groups of friends, okay? That's just one example, right? So another example that I'm gonna work with is, for example, if you're in a workplace that you have cultivated certain standards, certain values that you live by, and you notice that who you used to be in the past was really in that system or in that workplace navigating with those values and you become to more you start to be more conscious become more conscious and you start to realize wow i've been living in a set of values that isn't really aligned with how i actually want to be and i notice that there's some ways in which the people operate in this workplace that i'm not really in alignment with anymore so that boundary perhaps looks like again in the workplace similarly if someone says they're going to do something and they don't do it right? That boundary that you're setting is, hey, I want to keep an open communication here around when we won't be able to do something or when we won't be able to get it done and actually communicate what that looks like. And that standard is perhaps open communication or that value that you hold is transparency. And oftentimes in the workplace, there can be a set of excuses of, oh, well, I didn't do it because of this and that, or I didn't communicate because of this and that. And if you yourself don't set a boundary that says, hey, this is how I operate, and if this, is, if this is not the way that we can work together, then we have to figure something out, right? Like what needs to be true for us to work in the way that needs to be true for me to be here? So that boundary, that line that we're drawing is saying, hey, I won't tolerate that, that we set commitments or agreements and we don't follow through with them. That's a value, a standard that I hold. So the point I'm making here is oftentimes what begins to happen is we set those boundaries and if that isn't changing in the workplace that we're at, sometimes it means that we need to leave if it's not in alignment with our values or sometimes the people respond and they begin to shift their behavior based on the boundary that you've set. But in other words, we can't let others keep crossing the boundary because what happens is we begin to get resentful if we allow them to keep crossing the boundary. So those are some basic examples for you to, to feel into and you can make them personal to you and how they might be showing up for you in the workplace or in your personal life. But again, we have to begin to say no to the things that perhaps before we used to say yes to and that has to do a lot with the behaviors that we tolerated from other people. So setting boundaries is really about noticing where the people-pleasing aspect of us used to just let people cross our boundaries. We didn't even have a boundary, perhaps. We would just let people walk all over us. We would say yes to everything. We wouldn't really push back on behavior that wasn't aligned with our values and our standards. We would just say yes, yes. And we wouldn't really speak our truth. And therefore, what happens if we don't speak our truth and if we don't set boundaries, if we don't set a standard for what we tolerate, we begin to get resentful. Anger begins to build up in the system. 
And over time, if we don't deal with this, what happens is it literally begins to build up in the system. The energy gets stuck in the body. And if you're curious about how disease manifests in the body, this is one big way that it, that it manifests because that anger keeps getting stuck in the body and we don't do anything about it because we're not speaking our truth. We keep not having any boundaries and people keep crossing them and that resentment keeps building, the anger keeps building and eventually it manifests into some type of disease or disorder, okay? So the reason I say this is because I've worked with so many people that they were withholding so much of their truth and what they really wanted and how they really felt and all the resentment that they were storing because of the boundaries that others have had crossed, that they were beginning to literally show physically the sign of the resentment and the anger. So my invitation to you is just notice where you might be doing that, where you might be allowing people to cross those boundaries and begin to set some boundaries and speak your truth and learn how to do it in a way that is effective as well. So you don't have to get to the point of crisis and that anger and resentment builds up and manifest into disease. Let's not wait for a crisis. Here is my message. The other thing that you want to make sure you study and understand is how to communicate effectively. We, don't, we won't necessarily go deep into that now, but there's a book I really recommend called Nonviolent Communication. Nonviolent Communication. And this book helps us understand how to speak our truth how to ask for what we want in a way that not only addresses our truth, but also opens up an opportunity for others to feel seen and heard and them express what they need as well. It's not just about us. It's also opening up the container to hear from them as well. So check out that book, Nonviolent Communication, if you want to learn how to most effectively express your truth and set those boundaries in a way that doesn't harm someone else or, or doesn't hurt someone else. And the reason I, I say this is because in many, many, many years ago, for me, it feels like a lifetime ago, <laughs> I would not necessarily be bad at speaking my truth, but what I would do is I, wouldn't, I would do it in a way, in the book, the way it would reference it, that it was violent, quote unquote. But what was really happening is, is I was delivering the truth in a way that wasn't really opening up a space for having the person feel seen and heard. I was doing it more from a place of criticism and judgment and blaming, and therefore it would be hurtful. But if we express it in a way that's nonviolent, that means we learn the skill to do it in a way that helps the person feel seen and heard and is offering feedback and you're opening up a conversation rather than just delivering a dagger and just leaving it there and that's it. So nonviolent communication is very, very key here, okay? So in summary, We've talked about a few things. We've talked about some examples of, one, what setting a boundary can look like with other people and recognizing how it might be happening for you, especially if there's gossip, especially if you're in the workplace and there's certain ways in which things are happening that aren't aligned, that are not aligned with your values or the way that you want to live your life. And you have to set those boundaries. And if people keep crossing them or aren't willing to change, then hey, that's a question for you of whether you're willing to continue to tolerate that or if it's time for a change. A lot of times it could be time for a change and it gets tough, I know, from experience. I've had to leave certain situations where the boundaries continue to keep being crossed. Now, in other instances, people are willing to change and you don't always have to leave, okay? When you're changing and becoming more conscious and going your, through your spiritual journey, your personal development journey, 
A lot of times people think, oh, I'm going to drop everything and change everything. Well, sometimes that may be true, but a lot of times we think we've outgrown certain things when there's so much opportunity to learn. So what I'll say here is that in my experience, I would choose to change something rather than lean into the discomfort of setting the boundaries I needed to set because I was still caught up in the people pleasing. So instead of setting the boundary, I would say, oh, I need a, I need a new thing. And that would help me avoid the fear that I had about setting the boundary because I was afraid of the reaction that they might have. So I'm gonna hit on that point because that's the key thing that a lot of times holds us back from setting the boundary. So in summary, it's understanding the ways in which we might not be setting boundaries, some examples of how to set the boundary, noticing how we can most effectively actually set the boundary, and then of course, making sure that we're becoming aware of the things that might be getting in the way of setting those boundaries overall. So it's very important for you to get clear on the values that you hold, on your standards, because as my friend, I like to call him my friend because he's deep. <laughs> I have a deep connection to him. Mr. Tony Robbins says, we get what we tolerate. Simply put, I remember the first time I heard him say that. It just landed for me. It landed for me. We get what we tolerate. So that's what boundaries are about. You get what you tolerate. So what are you tolerating? And what standards do you have that you're not actually following through on? And it's about overcoming the fears to really be able to live our truth and express our truth and hold our boundary and set those boundaries. So I trust this was helpful for you, my friends. If you have any questions around boundaries, we can keep exploring this. Send me a DM on Instagram or you can send me an email and we can explore further. If you want to hear an elaboration or a deeper exploration on anything else that I mentioned, let me know. If you are interested in working one-on-one -on -one with me, I do have some one-on-one -on -one private coaching spots available. You can feel free to shoot me a message. If anything you heard here, you feel called to work on in a more deep fashion or way with me, happy to support you. Reach out to me. If you found value in this, please do share it with someone that you care about. Please leave a review, subscribe. All of that helps the algorithm say, hey, this is valuable and important, and we get to reach more people with this information. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Until next time.